Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. When he had come ashore, he saw a large crowd, and he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. Matthew 14, 14. He had compassion for them. If I were to write a book or write a movie about Jesus' miracle ministry, that would have to be the tagline. He had compassion on them. Because there's no other prime motivator in Jesus' miracle ministry than his own compassion. One of my favorite passages, Matthew chapter 9, talks about a group of friends who have a friend who's a paralytic, a friend who can't walk. And Jesus is in town and he's in a house and there's so many people there that these friends can't bring their friend in. And so what they do, they climb the roof. That should tell you how many people there were there. They had to climb the roof. And they bring their friend up there and they lower their friend on a bed into the room where Jesus is. And Jesus, upon seeing this, doesn't respond because of all the work they did. He doesn't react because of all the, the effort they put in. He looks at the man and is moved with compassion. Jesus' compassion is what this whole Christian life is banked on. This whole Christian experience is built around one idea, that our Savior, our Messiah, our King, is a compassionate God. He's one who has compassion on others. That's what we're hoping in. That's what we're banking on. That's what this whole life is about. If Jesus doesn't have compassion, then we are striving and grasping at straws. Jesus' compassion defines him as a savior, defines him as our God and our king. Jesus' compassion is the very prime motivator for our actions. Jesus later on in his gospel says to his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Why? Why does he say that? Because we've seen his love in action. The disciples would go on to write in their epistles that we love God because he first loved us. Paul in Romans chapter 5 says that that God proves his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, while we were sinners, Christ dies for us. His compassion comes first. Brennan Manning in his book, The Ragamuffin Gospel talks about a victorious limp, that the Christian life isn't really a victorious walk, per se, but more of a victorious limp. Because we as flawed human beings will fail. But our Christian walk isn't dependent upon our success, but Jesus' faithfulness, Jesus' success, his compassion. We continually turn to him, continually get up and walk despite all the beats and the hits and the times we fall because Jesus is compassionate. We know him to be a compassionate God. And he notes in that chapter, The Victorious Limb, that God's forgiveness precedes repentance. That Jesus' actions towards us precede our response toward him. Imagine that. How often then now do we look at people and say, hey, if you do this, then I'll do that. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. We, we kind of do this uh, exchange where we have to kind of make sure, you know, get a hold of, of our end of the bargain or else people will take advantage of us. But God actually puts himself out there. And he says, 
I love you. <laughs> Do you love me? Jesus is moved with compassion. It's as simple as that. Why do we do the things we do? Why do we get up? Why do we pray? Why do we read the Bible? Why do we trust in his words? Why do we look to our coworkers and aim to, to love them with the same love that Jesus extended to us? Because that love is so real. We've experienced his compassion in our own lives. It's transformed us. Granted, sometimes we forget. And we get swept up. Swept up in the daily routines of life and seem to think that the compassionate God doesn't apply to us sometimes. We fail and we expect Jesus to kind of look at us or maybe not look at us, turn aside to us. But friends, this same compassionate Savior that you met at your initial uh, experience, the initial encounter with him, is still that same compassionate God today. His compassion never fails. Brendan Manning notes that at the end of that chapter, that the Christian life is not banked on my faithfulness, but Jesus' faithfulness. And he's faithful to what, though? Faithful to his love. Faithful to this, to this cause, this, this, this motivator, this thing that, it, that just he can't help but respond to. And it's his love for us, his compassion for us. He's faithful to us, and he proves it by being compassionate even before we've ever thought or imagined to respond to him. Don't lose sight of that, friends. Don't lose sight of that. If you fail today, repent. Turn to him. Why? Because you remember. Remember that he was compassionate toward you. Don't turn to him confused or not sure but turn to him because you know he's compassionate turn to him because you remember that love that you experience it's waiting for you maybe you've been away for a while and you don't know how to come back turn to him trust in him read his word read this story read this verse and when he came ashore, all he did was see a crowd, a crowd of people. He just looked in and he had compassion on them. And he healed their sick. He entered into their story. He helped them out. Friends, Jesus' compassion never fails. It never fades. It doesn't change. When he sees us, just like the prodigal son, when the father sees the son, he has compassion on him. When Jesus sees us, he has compassion on us. Come to him. He'll heal your wounds. Come to him. He'll make you whole. Jesus. He has compassion on them. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.